Hello everyone and welcome to a brand new episode from Setting the Tone. This one is proudly brought to you by our sponsor, the Companion Tree Academy. Today's episode is an absolute belt of an episode. It's one that I'm really proud to bring you. If you want to find out what that is, stick around because I'll be telling you right after the intro. and welcome back to today's episode as i said in the intro this one is one that i'm excited to bring you it's an episode that i didn't think would happen um purely because it was um an opportunity that came up kind of last minute and i just threw it out there into the universe see wanted to see if it would stick and it did and this came off uh, if you want to know what i'm talking about i'm talking about set the tones soil special where i had the opportunity to sit down recently with ryan mcprins of the band to discuss their upcoming brand new album, Play It Forward, which comes out on the 26th of August. Um, for those who don't know, the album is an album, uh, a collection of covers um, with soil, shall we say, take and spin um, and influence on there. So, um, like I said, the album comes out via Cleopatra Records on the 26th of August. There is a host of links I'll post on Setting Tones Facebook page, which you can head over to Setting Tones Facebook, um, sorry, head over to Facebook, head over and then onto Set and Tone UK podcast and you'll find the links there. So there's a uh, purchase link to play it forward. There's a video link for Nightmare, which is a track that I'll be playing you shortly, as well as Soil's social media and website links if you don't already know where to find them. I'm sure you do if you're a fan of Soil. So here comes our um, interview shortly with Ryan, but before that, we'll be playing you the track Nightmare, which is a cover from an artist called Hasley. Here comes Nightmare. <laughs>
I absolutely love that cover of Nightmare uh, from Soil. It's got all the sprinkles of Soil, um, you know, the grooves and their sounds and everything. It's absolutely phenomenal. Really, really love it. Like I say, not, um, Nightmare is on the album Play It For, which comes out on the 26th of August, and you can um, purchase that, pre-order that, um, pre-save that um, album. Um, it'll be out across all the uh, digital platforms as well as you can purchase physical links. The cool thing about the uh, album is on the 26th of August in Swindon of Ryan's home um, town, um, there will be a album listening party, an old school album listening party. Uh, Ryan mentions this in our interview and basically what that means is literally just rock up, there's no tickets, it's going to be in a pub. The album will be played uh, from front to back. Um, you'll be able to share, you know, have a drink, chill out, uh, hang out with Ryan, um, hopefully have a photo if, um, you know, if time dictates. So hopefully the event's going to be very popular, um, as well as hopefully um, you know, having that photo and getting anything signed, as well as the opportunity to purchase physical merchandise. Now, Ryan didn't really go into detail what that stipulated. I'm assuming that's classic CDs and vinyl. There might be some T-shirts as well there. But um, that takes place on the 26th of August. There is a link for that that I'll post um, on Set Your Tones Facebook page, so you'll need to head over to that. Or if you head over to Soil's Facebook page, you can find that link. Anyway, here comes our interview with uh, Ryan. Um, absolutely, really, really stoked to be winning this. I didn't think that something uh, a guy that I grew up listening to, um, you know, we all grew up listening to Scars, the album that came out in 2001, and Halo, which I think when I was 13 when that album came out, and no doubt that track was being played in all the, the rock clubs, and it was being played on Scars and Kerrang. It's a very, very popular track. Um, so we've, we've in this interview, we'll talk about the album, Play It Forward, as well as how Ryan kind of... Um, if you like trained you know how did he approach these songs because of course you know at, when you're covering someone else's songs they're all done in that artist's uh, if you like vocal range um the band's style influences so there's so much we'll talk about this interview one that i'm really proud to really hope you enjoy it here comes that interview with ryan ryan thank you very much for taking time out of your day to join me on setting the tone it's awesome to have you on the show buddy thank you oh i appreciate your time man very much not a problem um for those that don't know, um, Soil are just about to release their first album. I can't believe I'm saying this. It's 2013's Hole. Um, firstly, how no, are you? I can't you believe doing? I'm hearing it. <laughs> oh, no, it's, it's, it's nearly 10 years. It's crazy. Uh, firstly, how are you all? And welcome back um, to the world. <laughs> I think we feel like I've been like uh, Tom, Tom Hanks. on a, I feel like I've been Tom Hanks on some deserted island. Um, uh, it feels good to have something coming out you know it's uh it just feels like i got a pulse again just personally i mean this is music is by the grace of the people has given me the time of day it's been something i've been allowed to do but it's very much the only thing i know how to do so it's it's having something coming out again feels like that i've got a pulse again so it's nice hey. Ryan, talk me through the, um, the selection process, you would, in terms of what was the direction in terms of wanting to come back with Coe's album as opposed to putting out a new material? That was, everybody out there has got, is, is, has experienced some sort of employer-employee relationship in their, in, their, in their lives. And this would be one of those situations. Um, we were, during, during the COVID thing, we were, we were hard at work. Uh, you know, as much as we could be me living in the UK and the, the guys in the, uh, the guys over in the Chicago land still drummer in, in Kentucky. And, uh, 
And as, as we discussed prior, as, as ignorant as I am when it comes to technology, so bouncing music files and, and uh, trying to use recording stuff on my computer, a lot of times leave me sending stuff off that sounds like I'm in an echo chamber. But anyway, um, to get back to my point, I'm, I'm long-winded, by the way. Um, the, it was one of the situations where we were, we were busy writing, we were enjoying, still I'm right back there again, right back to writing uh, original music. Uh, but the, the offer came to the table uh, from Cleopatra. They were interested in putting out a, a covers record. They were judging, kind of taking our temperature on how we felt with, about the idea of, of, of putting out a, uh, yeah, covers record. And so it wasn't something that was on our radar. But I think like every musician, you from childhood, you have these little daydreams of what bands you would cover and stuff like that if you ever did such a thing. Mm -hmm. So though it wasn't on our radar, the, the question being presented to us to do it, and then, um, and then the wheels that that started to spin in our heads, it, it, became, it became something that was, you know, we, we, we dove into with both feet. You know, we, we jumped into, I should say, we jumped into with both feet and just had a lot of fun with it. So it wasn't something that was on our radar personally, but it was something that, uh, that when the boss, when the, guy, when the guy signed the check, when the guy handed over the, the, the check that, that keeps your lights on and stuff, it was, hey, how about this? You go, yes, sir. Yes. <laughs> that's what I was referring At the beginning of this story, that's what I was referring to the boss-employee relationship. And the boss goes, hey, I would like you to work a little overtime, but you know what that, that word like means, you know? How do you feel about this? Yeah, I feel good about it, sir. I feel a little good. But then we ended up feeling good about it. Like I said, man, we, we jumped into it with both feet and just had, had, a, had a good time with it. It's a line of um, any other duties, right, in the job description. Yeah, yeah. I mean, <laughs> you know, at the end of the day, at the end of the day, musicians are... are we're, we're employees of, of of labels you know when it comes down to it so there's you know we we have a lot of freedoms and we we get to uh we get a call a lot of the shots ourselves but when the boss does come knocking on the door and go hey you go okay sir <laughs> but in this situation it, it was a cool hey because like i said we we had a we had a good time doing it when you guys were i don't know if this again was a boss decision or if this was a, a band decision when you guys were selecting the songs as to what you would put want to put your own spin on how did you go about selecting these this batch of songs that are going to appear on the album it is it is quite the uh quite the array of, of material um i think that's just we've always handled everything in the band very democratically uh we've always everybody's got a voice nobody's voice is, is louder than the others Though, you know, I wish the 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 uh, volume of voice did count because I could definitely I could definitely get my way more often. But the um it was a you know, I, I think the the array of material on the record is an example of of just the different tastes within the band. And we wanted everybody to feel good about what we were doing. So everybody had a say on it and uh, about what material went in. It, we started with a list as as tall as I am, you know. As, probably taller than I, you know, longer than I am tall, I should say. And um, it, it was, uh, we, we dwindled away. We, we shot a lot of stuff. Adam would work up songs. I'd work up songs. We, we'd bounce, Tim would work up. So we'd bounce them back and forth. And that's how we ended up with that, that 
that final product of that final list of tunes. The label did come to us with some suggestions and some of the suggestions were really cool, but at the end of the day, it, it came down to the 11 that made it, made it, you know. You've obviously mentioned about everyone having um, a share of, of their opinion, if you like, on the album. Were there any other factors behind the section, maybe whether it be memories or maybe, I don't know, touring with certain bands or certain songs that you've heard on the road that just really kind of hit home? You know, we toyed with having a focus with the record. The, a real strong idea that, that came to the table that we really loved was focusing on just material from bands that ourselves as friends, as musicians. Um, the music world lost, you know, a member of a band. We thought about doing an album that was just a tribute to that, but then it was kind of like to, the, to those bands that we, you know, that lost members over the years. But uh, but then we we're like, it's kind of doom and gloom. Even though our heart was, you know, even though the idea came from the right place, um, it's still at the end of the day kind of felt like maybe it was just we were having fun with it and we didn't want it to be kind of a oh, <laughs> moment. And and the first couple of songs we worked up like that, uh, they, it, they did come from, from bands that we had such close ties with that there was almost too much of an emotional pull at it to where it was like, you know what, we need to be doing this with a smile on our face and not that lump of, of missing in our, in our chest. Um, so there's a lot of different ideas about how to go about it and everything, but uh, and everybody, everybody had, everybody had an idea and then some, but yeah, it'll, it'll yeah. work out. Was there anything that you, you guys wanted, but couldn't have for whatever reason on the album or have you got everything that you kind of wanted on there? Yeah, I think he's, like I said, with it being, that's the downside of, of the democratic uh, manner of going about it. There's songs that I wish would have made the cut. Just like I'm sure there's songs that Tim and Adam and TJ wish would have made the cut. But, you know, regretfully, we couldn't do a double album or a, a triple or quadruple album. It was, you know, it was got to try to give everybody a voice in those 11 tracks. And so, yeah, I mean, I can think of I can think of songs that uh, I wish I, I wish I would have been a little bit louder, pounded the table for a little bit harder. But I'm sure each one of us do. But that's the great thing about that it's always been about this band is at the end of the day, you did you did have a voice, and, and you did. There are songs that that are in this situation. You know, there are songs that each person can look at and be like, "Yeah, that was that was my boy. That was my that was my boy, Blue. That was my boy." Awesome. Was there was there any struggles um, putting into this album? Was there anything that maybe whether it be technical issues or um, kind of just trying to think of how to play that song i suppose was there anything like that at all that was a, an issue during the album process i would i'd say probably the biggest hurdle that we had was is what everybody everybody in the world was experiencing at the time that we were putting this together which is just life during covid and um so that that definitely put a a uh, a monkey wrench if you will in, in things and uh because you know, ideally, I, you know, I, I get a, a, a John uh, Earthworm Studios is, is a studio here in the UK that here in Swindon, uh, where I live, that uh, I love working with. But during COVID protocols, I couldn't get in there to work, you know, so there were situations like that where everything had to be at home. And again, like I said, I am not a technology wizard. So 
those were her, there were there were hurdles every day as far as just the the demoing process of us shooting stuff back and forth and that was then but that was mainly due to just the the time frame of which it fell in the whole the, the covid days how did you um gear your vocals up to meet these, the demands of these songs because obviously you've got your style and these songs are all very different for different reasons whether it be technical or pitch or whatever it may be so what did you go do, do to go about kind of meeting those demands on those songs that was something that we we thought of a lot of songs got weeded out right from the beginning because soil's singer is so damn limited that it really caused us to have to throw <laughs> it caused us to have to throw a lot of ideas out right away because we were like we could do that we could do that like everybody in the band loves acdc um for those about to rock i know that was a song that was kicked around would love to have done that song that song means so much to me personally because I just relate that song to my dad, you know, the first concert he ever took me to was AC. So that that song would have been awesome to do, but I can't sing in the same key, whatever whatever you want to call it, that same range, that same pitch, or the, the you know the Johnson's doing. And to make it work for me, we would have to drop the song incredibly, you know, tune wise, and then you're kind of losing that that ACDC feel. And so there were a lot of songs that didn't make the cut right away just for the fact that it wasn't necessarily something that fell in my wheelhouse. Um, we were very conscious of that, but the band always has been. I mean, since I joined Soil, the, the, when, I, when, when I joined Soil, which was when the band first went, got together, but everybody played, everybody wrote music and played music in, in your standard tuning. But then they they went and got this flat billy from Indiana that, uh, that has a, a bit lower of a range. And so we learned that, well, if we drop all the instruments down here, you know, if, if my range is here, but we're writing, you know, and standard tuning is just an, an inch away from my, my peak, then we need to tune everything down here. <laughs> you know, we need to tune everything. So that type of mentality played well for us. We were, we're already used to doing that kind of thing. So when it came time to do this, there were, you bring up a great point. There were there were tunes that just did as much as I wanted it or someone else wanted it. It was just like we we knew that that's eh, not necessary. We're not gonna be able to do the song justice because it's not something that would necessarily fall in my wheelhouse. You've just actually said what I was about to say. If you kind of change it, comes it doesn't become what that song's about. It becomes something yeah. completely different. I can hear there's a lot of soil magic on these songs. One song particularly is Nightmare that I just can't stop listening. It's such a good cover. Um, I'm not sure if in perhaps in the band meetings, if there was anything discussed, you know, in terms of how to go about these songs, you know, whether or not it was different, put, doing guitar parts differently or vocals differently or, or even drums or even production. I think the beauty of these songs is that the blueprints are, are there. So essentially it's almost, if it's not broken, you're not necessarily trying to fix it or reinvent the wheel, so to speak. So I'm not sure if there was any discussions that you might've had um, to lay these songs out. I don't think, I think there was a very basic, blueprint laid out there that we wanted everything to fit in which was keep it as you said the songs we picked we picked for a reason we picked because we liked them we picked because to us to us they were classic in some way um or in the in the case of the night the nightmare by halsey we went i wonder if we could do something <laughs> huh, you know I, I remember adam brought that up and we all went what and then we listened to it and we're like yeah we could do that we could do something with that that'd be cool but with what you're saying, um, there there was 
really almost an unspoken. Uh, I mean, I'm sure there it happened in different conversations because there were so many conversations. But it was. It was just that we want everything to to still keep that core root of what the song was. We wanted all the material to keep what we didn't want to completely change a song and and lose what the song was. And I think really we kind of did that subconsciously by really the the root of the of the songs the the drums and uh, just that 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 original feel i think was maintained in a lot in a lot of the songs by just kind of focusing on keeping the drums you know tj's of course he's got his own little sweeping style here and there but he really put a mind's eye on keeping that core of the song to the original which you're not getting, you know, when you're talking about a core of a song, that's, that's the backbone, that's, that's, the, that's the rhythm section. So by keeping that rhythm section at an eye towards the original, I think allowed the band to, to keep those original feels a little bit more so than if we just went hog wild and just did whatever the fuck we wanted. <laughs> when, you, uh, when you guys were in the studio recording these, was there any time or, mo- or a moment where you kind of went, geez, uh, how did he do that or how did she do that and, and what was their thinking did you kind of i don't know did it kind of relate get inside their heads a bit more kind of get an appreciation that artist was doing at the time yeah if my path uh if my path crosses uh, you know with uh with mr Grohl again anytime soon um i'm definitely going to have some words with him about timing the vocal timing of monkey wrench holy shit that that is such a drummer thing. I mean, I don't know if you've ever. And when I mention this to people, they don't necessarily understand what I'm saying until they actually listen to the song with that with a with a focus on exactly how that first line of the first verse comes in. It is such a drummer rhythm that it's it, it, it's it's got to be his background as a percussionist that that allows his mind to think that way. But when we were demoing that song, I was like, I, I, I got a hold of the guys. It's like, what? I can't get, I can't, no matter how many times I try this, I can't come in at the right time. And Adam started laughing. He's like, dude, I, I the same, I knew you were going to have trouble with that because I was hearing it when I was, when I was laying the guitar track, I was hearing the fact that, what the heck? that is so weird. But it's, it, so yeah, that would be the one tune, it, you know, uh, next time I see Dave, that would be something I'd be like, really man <laughs> it's a, damn it's a good it's a good job that he's, he's not done too bad for himself or what we'll have, have have words won't we <laughs> <laughs> yeah they'll be kind they'll be very friendly they'll be you know you know it'll be, it'll be said with a, a huge smile on my face <laughs> <laughs> awesome um obviously I, I i don't know if it's crossed your mind at all but this year marks um the 25th anniversary for soil which is absolutely crazy because growing up as a, as a young teenager now as an adult and tracks like halo which um it's just you know forever written in, in time um is part of the history what, what have you guys got Thank planned you. for the 25th anniversary plans for the band yeah indeed well i'm not sure if there's any plans for re-releases or uh, anniversary shows which i appreciate it's a little bit difficult with everyone kind of spread out across the world we do we do have a we, we did a, a when, when cleopatra came to the table they they came to the table with a with a two album deal. Um, so we've already got uh, we've we've already got a little nugget sitting in our back pocket. We we actually recorded two albums when we when we recorded that the covers album. 
So we, we've got something in the back pocket uh, waiting on that. Um, but like I said, we're also we're also riding and just having a, a, a real a lot of fun with just 25 years later. You know what's in us. You know what's what's uh writing new music. You know what's what's in us. And so we're having fun with that right now. You know throwing ideas back and forth. And and uh, but ideally it would be tour, tour, tour. You know it would be shows. I mean nothing. It's been like you say it's 25 years. When I started out. I never wanted to be a singer. I, I fought being a singer tooth and nail. I hated singing. I hated being expected to be the front man of a, of a band because I, I didn't even want to know what I was thinking, let alone I felt like it, it was such an egotistical thing to get up on a stage and talk to the crowd because I didn't give a shit what I had to say. I didn't expect them to give a shit what I had to say. So I fought being a singer for so long that I really like what I loved about music recording aspect. It was, it was the writing aspect. It was, it was taking a song and, and having that infant, that, that, that riff and watching it come to life between the, the first time that you hear that riff and you start going with it. And then it gets into the, everybody starts putting their own flavors on it band wise. And so the song card starts coming to life and this, that whole process and you go into the studio with it and it, it changes a little bit. And then, uh, you know, pre-production wise, you take it on the road a little bit, it changes even more because you get out there with the people and you, you start feeding back and forth. So anyway, that's what I loved. I loved because mentally, internally, uh, psychologically, whatever you want to say, I, I fought that whole front man thing for so long that um, I loved the writing. But 25 years later, somewhere along that line, uh, I got more comfortable with it. And, and now I, I just, I miss it so much, especially after the past two years. Um, I, I miss, I miss spending time with people. I, I miss that connection that I've never known it other than being on a stage. And it's not because I'm on the stage. It's because it's just that, that it's when I'm on a stage is that connection that I, I, I have and that I feel with the people that are at the show. I miss that so much. So uh, 25 years later, I'd say that's, I, I, I want to, I want to do shows. You know, the last two years have been brutal for everybody, but I'm, I'm, I'm I want to get on stage. I, I want to get as many tours booked and as many shows booked and festival. I don't care what it is. I'll play at somebody's bar mitzvah tomorrow. I just want, I want, I want a friggin' show. So if you ask me what I got planned, it's to accept anything and everything the booking agent throws my way. <laughs> it's, it's an incredible achievement. And I think that COVID aside, just music in general, it's, it's taken so many twists and turns and different artists and different sounds. It's, it's almost weird and wonderful all at the same time. Um, I, I love it. No, it was cool because so many artists really took advantage of, of the time. And um, we, we ran to... Uh, I, I can't get any details, but we ran into some some health issues within the band during all this too. Um, some serious crap that that uh, the band had to to you know, pump the brakes at different times and and, and deal with um, that uh, we weren't able to necessarily take advantage of, of the time as much as I wish we could have. But some, like you say, some bands were some bands really took advantage of it and, and in a great way and it just played with Dur I know Chris uh Jericho you know he did so many little side things and and uh and Charlie and uh Benate and uh Butcher Babies 
her her sweetheart her name is they were doing stuff and different people ventured into different things and then started trying some different things and, and did little side projects and stuff and it was really cool to hear some of that stuff and uh yeah covid with a with a with a nasty tijuana hooker in so many ways but in other ways you know that time the people that took advantage of it created some cool beautiful shit during that time Oh, indeed. Some of the best albums I've listened to over the last two years have been through the COVID times. Um, obviously, we've mentioned, obviously, you want to tour on shows and there's a little nugget in the back pocket and potentially some release down the line. Is there anything else that sort of got planned in the coming 12 months to two years? You know what? Now that you ask that, I do want to mention, um, I was trying to think it's because, as I said, the band, I can't, the band's in, encountered some issues uh, that, that we've been tackling um so usually when you have a release like the 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 covers album comes out august 26th um usually you're on the road or, you know mm -hmm. for the release we weren't we weren't able to do that so we're right now we're working on booking things after that point but i'm so used to being able to be out on, on release day you're out on the road with the with with your your family with the fans you know you're with your fam and uh so this time around, I was like, I got, to, I want to do something. So with the help of some friends uh, that uh, run a place called The Waiting Room here in Swindon, um, we're doing a, like an old school, like, you know, back in the day, back with Scars and everything, it was common that when a band put a record out, they, they have a big uh, release party. Mm -hmm. And, you know, friends and family, band members and stuff, you know, we'd all get together and you play the album from beginning to end and it'd be their first chance to hear the record. And so on August 26th, on Friday, August 26th, the, the release of the record, we're holding an old school record release party where we're just going to stick the album. We're just products going to be there for those that already don't do the pre-sale thing. Um, we'll have product there. Uh, I'm working right now on doing a zoom with Adam and Tim while, while everybody's there for you know, everybody can, yell at them and give them some shit but just <laughs> august 26th reduced doing an old school listening party here in swindon so looking forward to that awesome is that going to be a ticket event or is that something that people can just no no, no 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 just, that's, that's come on still. yeah come on you know it's a, it's a pub so it's 18 plus but it's a come on in get your drink on there's no covers it's just have a good time just man awesome. it's, it's a reason for the soil family to get together you know we, we haven't had a reason in a long time so it's just a, a good reason to to get get the uh get some familiar faces that i, that I miss seeing out in the crowds together and just have a good night well people you know what you want to do so if you're free on the 26th of august and you can get to swindon get to a pub yeah i appreciate that it's perfect location too got no excuses plenty of parking around and then it also it's a it's like a five minute walk and a four minute drunken stumble to the train <laughs> station. So I mean you can't beat it. It's right the train station's right there. Plenty of parking. Otherwise, it, it's good. It's all good. We got to come. Oh, awesome. Um, just to close out our time, Ryan, I've got some fun questions for you to um, answer. So um, right. you, this is probably this might be an old hat for you because you you've pretty much been there, done it. But um, if you were to record a record with anyone, who would it be and why? <laughs> Yeah. Uh, I'm only laughing so that you don't think it's frozen because man that's a tough that's actually that's actually a tough question and that's a question I think changes because 
I know I've thought about that at different times. If it's not asked it, I know I, I've thought about, man, it'd be cool to do that or that. Um, if I could put together, like, if I could record, I've, I, I've loved Zach for so long and uh he meant so much to me in my early years as just not just a a musician but i learned a lot from him through our friendship just him being the family man that he is and everything and i so i learned a lot about the being a musician on the road the fact that you don't have you know you can be a man and still be in the music industry and uh so i would love to collaborate with him i would uh mike borden from uh faith no more i you know i I respect him as a, as a person, uh, as well as an artist. I'd love to carry a king. You know, there, there was talk back in the day, there was discussion, but I, I'd love to do something just with, uh, with guys that, that, uh, I, I really got respect for just, not just as a musician, but as, as people, you know, uh, what's been your album of the year so far, my album of the year so far, I can't ask them that. <laughs> <laughs> um album of the year so far i don't i don't know the release date like i'm gonna name something from 2021 um i don't know uh i don't really i don't know like when albums come out and stuff i just know what i like to listen to <laughs> you know i, I any, any you know the, the voice for blackstone cherry anytime there's there's a certain bands that that uh, anytime you hear they're doing something or they got something coming out, I, I definitely wait for it. No, I'm eager <laughs> to hear it. Um, but I'm also I'm also old school. I'm also uh, if if people like people ask me who's my 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 son uh, steps on ocean is playing guitar, uh, learning guitar right now, and the, his teacher calls him a little prodigy. You know, he's 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 really taken to it. And he's always asking me, "Who's your favorite band? Who's your favorite band?" Because he's a he's a corn nut. You know, he loves corn. He loves. Wow. <laughs> yeah, he's a he was born in the wrong generation because he is a new metal kid through and through. But um, he uh, he's always asking me, "Who's my favorite band?" And I always look at him and go, "CCR." He's like, "Who?" I'm like, "Creedence Clearwater Revival." <laughs> and that's. Dude, um, if I'm at the if I'm at the pub and somebody gives me control of the jukebox, it's gonna be you know it's gonna be some Led Zeppelin, some Creedence, some George Thorogood. It's gonna be it's gonna be you know, and mixed in there, there's gonna be some some modern stuff, but it's gonna be a lot of old stuff too. Cause I love that. I grew up on the classics. So I love the classics. Uh, right. Thank you very much for your time, sir. I really really appreciate. It. I feel like we've um, got a great insight into what's coming, and uh, I'm sure everyone's gonna be stoked to get their hands on it on August 26th sort of brand new album play it forward comes out on august 26th get it yeah. because um it sounds awesome from what i've heard and i've only heard the singles that have been released so but we we had fun with it man i hope i hope people enjoy it for what it is you know i know i know a lot of people want the original stuff right now and we're having fun with that right now as far as the writing goes but we have a lot of fun putting this together and i hope people get it you know catch the groove of it and and uh and get it and understand it and enjoy it for what it is and and thank you for uh, for giving me your time here today and, and uh, giving me a chance to, to to talk about it and talk to yourself. So thank you much. No, not not a problem at all. Absolutely pleasure. Um, when the opportunity was presented, I had to grab it with both hands. So be there at the right time, right? That's what that's about. Absolutely. <laughs> Hopefully, I'll meet you in person, Ryan, one day, um, and we can shoot the breeze about all old school music topics. Because, like your stepson, I feel like I was born in it. I think I should have been born in the early part of the 80s as opposed to the late part of the 80s. 
Guns and Roses, <laughs> Motley Crue. But it's all good. It's all good. <laughs> yeah, I, I hear it, man. Yeah. It, it's 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 fun for me listening to what he gets into right now though, because He's listening to bands they used to tour with. <laughs> that's that's <laughs> like, got to be a, that's got to be a bit of a mind bender, surely. That's crazy. Yeah, yeah. He, he's he, he's he's going on about this guy or that guy, and in the back of my head, I'm going, "Boy, did I tell you a story?" <laughs> <laughs> awesome, uh, man. Thank you so much for your time tonight. I really appreciate it. Not a problem. Man. All the best, brother. Take care. Until next time. You too. Bye bye. Cheers. Bye bye. So that was Ryan McCoon from Soil. Um, a massive, massive thank you to Ryan. Like I say, in a million years, I didn't think that I'd be sitting down with Ryan um, to talk about any sort of project from Soil, let alone an upcoming um, album that's out on the 26th of August called Play It Forward. As I say, there's going to be pre-order links posted on St. Antonio's Facebook page, as well as an album um, listening party where you will have a chance, um, hopefully the event's popular, I'm sure it will be, to grab a photo or an autograph of Ryan on the night. Um, I wish you guys all the very best with the album. From what I've heard, and admittedly, I've only heard uh, Monkey Wrench, Nightmare, and Rockin' in the Free World. They're all great covers, and I hope the album does very well. And, um, yeah, until next time, guys, bye-bye for now. As I always say, if there's anything that you'd like to have reviewed on the show, or to come on the show to discuss anything you've got coming up, whether it's an album at all, please feel free to reach out to Set and Tone. You can do that via email stt com. Or you can message me through Twitter, which is STT UK Podcast, or Facebook and Instagram, which is the same handle, and that's simply Set the Tone UK Podcast. Until next time, bye bye for now.